When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from New York, it's the show that is on the first day of Never a Doubt Week. Yeah, Never a Doubt Week. Never, you hear gentlemen. about Never, never a, a Doubt Week? Yeah, I mean, this Nick is, told me before the show. And by yeah, the way, too. you know why it's Never a Doubt Week? Well, yeah, you have a tattoo. No, but also because, <laughs> also because you, despite some moments, are coming around. Yeah. And I think by the end of the week... Brew's going to come around as well. When are, when I your, think it's on well, the board. I've been digging all weekend. Yeah, I was in, in the field. Yeah, by yes. Friday, yeah. we're going to be uh, triplets of never know. a doubt. It's, it's going to be a yeah. Okay. Uh, today. I may surprise you. Is there a chance the underdog Chiefs dog walk the 49ers? Wait, that's my thing. Now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Micah Parsons plays a video game and talks trash. <laughs> and put it in the show. And finally... I didn't love you that You didn't one. like it. No. I gave in. Uh-oh. Uh, LeBron throws on the towel. Does this mean he's close to throwing in the towel on his Lakers tenure? Oh, towel talk. Oh. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, uh-huh. any thoughts on the towel? Towel gate. Well, and the shoes. He was wearing Nick's themed specialty I thought those were Bronny's. There he's got either the were they color blue scheme. and orange? He had blue and orange shoes on at least. Yeah, correct. I thought they were Bronny's special player editions. Uh, different shoes, different parts of the day. We're talking about Sorry. before the game, walking in. Oh, hubs yeah. in my ear about it. <laughs> we start with the guy who puts the man in game manager. Seventeen and four in the regular like season. Yeah. Four and zero oh in games where he didn't need invasive surgery afterwards. <laughs> okay, that's why you were I practicing like that the invasive That's true. Line. Good job. The guy has Ooh, to you be in a hospital up. gown in order for him to lose a playoff game. <laughs> okay. Mr. Irrelevant talked about being a game manager and getting some respect. Take a listen. I think it's sort of funny just because, you know, we're winning. Well, I think over time I might get some respect, but more than anything, it hasn't been about proving people wrong or any of that. It's, it's always been about, you know, just proving myself right. You know, over time I've told myself that you know I'm good enough and I'm worthy enough to be playing at this level and over time I'll prove that to myself. Stuart Smart. Boom. Over here. Go ahead. Yeah, have some. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's the question? <laughs> if he beats this vaunted Chiefs defense, would you give him your respect? I already respect him. Well, not I really. I already respect him. People don't want me to give Brock Purdy earned respect, which I have. They want me to give Brock Purdy unearned praise which I have thus far refused to, and I will continue to refuse to as long as it is unearned. If and when it becomes earned, I'll give it to him. Going into the year, I think we all, maybe I'm wrong, but I think we all agreed that he was outside of the top 20 quarterbacks in football. Maybe you had him right on the fringe, but going into the year, it's not like... I'll say this to you. Yeah. I thought when I picked the Eagles to win the mm-hmm. NFC, I, I definitely thought hard about San Francisco, and then I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Purdy uh, can per- Right, and yeah, so it, I, it is, if people go back and watch 
some of our shows from last year. It's very, it's very interesting now seeing how we discuss Purdy because it was not as if last year in the, you know, in his short time in the playoff run that we had a big discrepancy. Right. We all thought that the 40, 49ers quarterbacking could hold them back, and I thought they could make the Super Bowl over Philly despite it because I had believed in them throughout the year. I don't know what people want. I, he is better than I thought he was. He is better than I think everyone thought he was. Absolutely. I now think he is, after not thinking he was one of the 20, 25 best quarterbacks in football, when I put pencil to paper the other day, I came out with him at 14th with the, of the active quarterbacks today. That is above average. Now, if people want me to say things like, you all, look at the records, look at the numbers, Brock Purdy's better than Justin Herbert, I won't do it. Much less better than the quarterbacks who we know are great rather than Herbert, which is we think he's very, very good, could be great. Mm-hmm. I just won't. Great. And so, so I, just, if, I don't know what people want me to do here. If they win this game, would you, move, you think you'd move him up from 14? I think I, I think I have to see how games are played because I think if we, again, go to an alternate universe when five years ago we, we weren't together on the show, but people were debating Jimmy Garoppolo. And going into that NFC title game, people were like, well, if they go to the Super Bowl, will you, will you admit Jimmy Garoppolo's good? And then they win 37-20 to 20 and Garoppolo throws eight passes. Right, right. That didn't prove anything. Here is what, to me, Brew, a win this weekend would do. Because I don't think it will definitively say he's a force multiplier. I don't think it will definitively say he's not a system quarterback. I think it will definitively say he's going to be the Niners quarterback moving forward. And I think that more than just next year, long term, long term. If if he wins the Super Bowl with them. He'll eventually get paid. Exactly right. And so that's what I'm comfortable saying. I I do think, Nick, and and you're right, let's see how it plays out. We know he's going to throw the ball a healthy number of times. If he plays well and they win, I I do think you'll give him some love because – as you said, only Tom Brady and Joe Burrow have ever beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So if Brock Purdy joins that group, that's big right there. Secondly, he will have done something that Tua couldn't do, mm-hmm. Josh Allen couldn't do, and Lamar Jackson couldn't do. And Lamar and Tua actually looked bad against this Chiefs defense. And Allen, yeah. we disagree, but you thought he didn't look good. I thought he looked good. But bottom line is he couldn't beat him and couldn't come through mm-hmm. at the end of the game. And he will become, Brock Purdy, only the third quarterback ever to win the Super Bowl in his first full season as a starter. The other two, Kurt Warner and Tom Brady. Now, people may say, well, you're always throwing him in the names along with these Hall of Famers, but he's actually putting himself, not that he's as good as those guys right now, but he's putting himself in those types of circles. And here's what I I like about him, Nick. He, if I looked up like all the quarterbacks who won Super Bowls. There's about 13 that won't, that either aren't Hall of Famers or won't be. Mm-hmm. If you take out Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford, who I guess kind of have an outside chance, but they're they yeah. were stars. Take them yeah. out. The other 11, they they differ from Purdy in that they didn't put up great individual numbers. Now he's only in his second year, but they didn't put him up consistently. Most none of them ever threw for thirty touchdowns. And I get it was a different game back then. I'm talking about Joe Flacco, Joe yeah. Theismann, uh, Brad Johnson, people like that. None of them threw for thirty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Purdy did this year, 
And even though the game is different now and guys tend to throw more, he, he's only threw it 444 times. But he threw it less than Lamar Jackson, and he led the league in touchdown percentage. So percentage of his throws that were TD. So I think he's a, a combination of a guy that puts up numbers, and if he wins this game, wins, and that's what stars are made of. Playoff, uh, Tua Allen Lamar, three total touchdowns, two interceptions. Do you think that him putting – up numbers against the Chiefs defense. So we'll give you a little bit of like, you know what? I've been I, saying this Chiefs defense I, is elite the whole year, and Brock Purdy. Well, 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 but so hold on. So the, again, because I have been accused, and we even have a prop associated with it of moving the goalposts, and I feel like a, some of the Purdy supporters <laughs> have been doing that this postseason, because the, those of us that were skeptical of Brock. And despite the overwhelming numbers, what we were told is, what more do you want him to do? And then in this postseason, when he has two touchdowns and one pick, has not played well in either game for giant stretches of it. In the second game, at least, he was good for a quarter. In the first game, he was good for one drive. Folks now say, well, those numbers don't matter. He won. And so there's well, a – did have two there's, But I think – and I also think – because you we, – we talked about mm-hmm. – if he has a great game this weekend, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl, but would you be impressed? You're like, no, I've seen that. You would, more, you said you'd be more impressed if he plays poorly, they're down, right. and then he rallies, which, which, is, which why, is what he did cor- twice. Correct, which is why I then said I was more impressed. But I, I guess my point is I at least have been, have been consistent on what I want to see. What I think some people who are trying to manifest a player that they think – should get more credit than he's getting, but deep down don't think he's great. What they are basically saying is, I want anything to be able to pull from to say that, see, that's why he's special. It's, 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 when they're blowing people out and guys are running wide open, he's moving people with his eyes. It's, it's, it's his anticipatory throws. When he's not wowing you with stuff, it's, oh, he doesn't make mistakes. When he loses games through a litany of mistakes and you can't say that anymore, it's that, oh, he has the gumption to come back from it. And when he plays, when he digs the hole, like you killed, absolutely killed for a year. He didn't Trevor Lawrence for doing in one half. That the, was, he didn't. No, he, played, he, he, he also played didn't bad. have. He also didn't have. You know that level of comeback either. You killed him openly for it. But the, the question I would have is this, because I'm going to keep bringing up the other Niners quarterback to bring them to a Super Bowl, because we know the Niners. You know, Nicky Bosa thinks they win that game if a call, if a hold that wasn't a hold was called a hold. Would that have changed? The quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is. If they had called a hold on Wasp and the Chiefs lose, no. And then, and I know, Brew, you say Jimmy G never put up these types of numbers. We only saw, and we can show it to you, Jimmy G for a short period of time with Christian McCaffrey. But those look a lot like the Purdy numbers. Does that not concern you at all? That a quarterback that we know is not good. In the month of football, he got Christian McCaffrey, which is the last month of football this team had before Brock Purdy. He put up numbers that are, you know, uh, equivalent or better than Brock Purdy. That doesn't concern you the least bit? No, because, again, and and look, I understand they didn't have McCaffrey, but when they went to the Super Bowl, they had a playoff game where, as you said, he threw eight times. Another where he threw 19. And even though they didn't have McCaffrey, they had a good running game. They had Mostert, you know, and and, and other guys. like Mm. So they had a good run game. And also, look, McCaffrey is better at his position right now than Brock Purdy is at his. There's no doubt about that. But – 
McCaffrey didn't like change things in Carolina when he was there with Baker. I know they didn't have a great team, but they were one in six when McCaffrey was there. Baker was struggling and got benched. So I'm just saying, I think Purdy helps, not that he's making McCaffrey, he was great already when he stayed healthy, but he helps McCaffrey too, and he helps those other guys. He's hitting them in stride so they can run after the catch. Can I just ask real quick? And that's just a small sample size. But what do you make of that sample? It's it's, it's a small sample size. It's It's only four games. Okay, so so you just think it's – And don't you think – you just look at – Jimmy G was not as accurate – as Brock Purdy is. I don't think he threw with the anticipation that Brock Purdy does. Jimmy G did some good, some things well. He actually had some comeback wins during his career. But I don't, I think the eye test clearly favors Purdy. I think you would I know, agree with I, that. I, no, I, I agree with that. But my point is, I think we all now agree Jimmy G is bad. And the fact that in the month he had, by the, by the wins, margin of victory, and stats, he was the best quarterback in football. That would give me pause about how good Brock Purdy actually is. That's all. I think it's fair. Uh, 49ers defense started off hot but has gotten gotten recently. Steve Wilkes specifically called out the performance against Goff and the Lions, where Detroit ended up with more passing yards and more rushing yards. Take a listen. Collectively, as a team, I can tell you, as a defense, it's unacceptable. All right, and we talked about that. Uh, I wish I could tell these guys on play four, on play 27, this is what's going to happen. You don't know. Uh, so we got to make sure that we play every down as if it's going to be the difference in the ball game. And you could see on those two particular plays, uh, it wasn't to our standard. And those guys understand and know that. And quite honestly, it was embarrassing. Okay. Do you expect Mahomes to have his best game of the playoffs, bro? Well, look, there's a part of me, and this is not my pick, but there's a part of me that thinks Mahomes is going to kind of do whatever's necessary to get the win. Mm -hmm. All right, that's kind of what he's done in these playoffs. Hasn't put up huge numbers, but he's made the plays when he's had to. But uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I don't expect him to have a huge game. One, look at this graphic. He, for whatever reason, he hasn't been at his best in the Super Bowls. Um, you see, you know, all the other rounds, including the regular season, he's terrific. Super Bowl passer rating is very low for him. Is that because the, game, the Bucks Super Bowl yes. tanked it? Well, that's one of them, but obviously the game the against Niners San Francisco, he had two interceptions this, yeah, early yeah, and came back and won it. Philly, you know, he had like a 130 passer rating, yeah, but he had less than 200 yards pass. 180-something yeah, yards, exactly. but three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. So there's that, but also I think – when you if San Francisco is gonna have a lot to do with this, their defense. Regular season, their defense was great against the run. Mm-hmm. Third in the league, third best. In the playoffs, for whatever reason, they have not been able to stop the run. We know they gave up almost 200 rushing yards to Detroit and mm-hmm. almost 150 to uh Green Bay. If I think initially Kansas City's strategy will be to run the ball and see if they're successful with Isaiah Pacheco running the ball. If he's successful and they get a stop or two on the first few possessions for San Francisco and then they get a lead, I think it could be similar to – I don't think they'll be as uh, stagnant offensively as they were against Baltimore, but I think it could be similar in that they're running the ball. Mahomes is making, you know, short passes here and there. 
And so I think Pacheco could have a big game and Mahomes only may throw for 230 yards or it something. Sounds like, so, so, sounds like you're picking the Chiefs. So, well, no, you, no. We're all going to end up on the, on the right side of this game. I'm confident of it. I, so here's the thing. I want to talk about the San Francisco defense and then Mahomes. You guys alluded to it. The Chiefs' defense has been facing kind of escalating difficulty in quarterbacks, and now it's about to plummet. So Tua into Josh Allen, into Lamar, and now Purdy, who is worse than Josh Allen and Lamar, but I believe better than Tua. I think think you believe it, and you both believe that. The Niners dealing with a totally different situation. Jordan Love in his first career playoff game to Jared Goff now up the rocket ship to Patrick Mahomes. And the Niners' defense, to Bruce's point, and we can show it to you, this postseason has been bad. And so, especially in comparison to their other playoff runs under Kyle Shanahan, where they were far better from a rush defense standard, a total yardage standard, and, of course, a points-per-game standard. And then there is the Patrick Mahomes element. And this is why I expect it. Because... The greatest players in sports history, their seasons and their careers very often have storylines. And what better way for the worst season of Patrick Mahomes' career, the worst offense he's ever been a part of, for that season to end with the best Super Bowl he's ever played. With the, which, the bruise point, first Super Bowl against the Niners, struggled for three quarters, and then was amazing in the fourth. The Bucks game was getting his ass kicked the entire game. And the Eagles game had, you know, completion percentage and touchdowns and pass rating were great, but less than 200 yards total passing. A start-to-finish masterpiece, and this is where Wilds, I... We'll take it upon myself to once again be the sports media ombudsman okay. and keep everyone honest. <laughs> because all year long, what is this week, Wilds? Well, it's never a doubt It's week. never a doubt week. Just but for the years. rest of the sports media, it was nothing but doubts week. Oh, or no, year, pardon me. Oh, okay. and, all, and all year long, you know what a common refrain was? If Patrick Mahomes can win a Super Bowl with this team, It'll be the greatest accomplishment of his career. If Patrick Mahomes can win a Super Bowl with this team, it will cement him amongst the legends of the game. We heard it all year long from people who didn't want to believe any of it and were using it actually, I'll give Patrick a fake compliment to say why the Chiefs can't do it. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And the Chiefs, by the way, I think eight or nine consecutive playoff games have scored on their opening possession. And they have those opening possessions, Brew, they have been throwing the football. They've been leaning right. on the run different Kelsey. parts. But that opening script, even in the negative 30-degree game, yeah. remember it was three straight right. passes to show them they could do it. Okay. Finally, let's check in on the 49ers' social media. I don't know if you're on social media, but you should check this out. Posted this clip against all odds and one die. <coughs> I like to say dice. <laughs> Even if it's just one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, granted, this might be a play on words since the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas, but the 49ers have been Super Bowl favorites since December well, they've been- and are favorites in this game. Yeah. So the against all odds thing struck us okay. as odd. Well, they're the first team in seven years to be favored in every single game of the season. All right, they have literally been favored in every single game of the season. And in fact, like we can we can show you the teams in NFL history who have been favored the most. And so this Niners team is going to tie the 2021 Chiefs for most games favored in a season. Now, none of those teams oddly won the Super Bowl, so something to keep in mind. Also, 
I hate to burst everyone's bubble here, but there is an underdog in this game, and his name is Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to squint. I'm going to show you something wild that's going to blow your mind. Okay, I'm ready. Since Purdy took over, Mahomes has been underdog. Mahomes has been an underdog three times in the last three weeks. Purdy's been an underdog once. <laughs> it once in his career. It was the game he got knocked out of, by the way, on the road in Philly. Mahomes has been an underdog in four of his last five playoff games, and it would have been five of six if not for late line movement in the AFC title game last year against Cincy when they opened as an underdog. So there is an underdog in this game, and the Niners, try as they might, can't play that card because they are as favored as any team over the course of a year in NFL history. They have a quarterback who is invited to the MVP ceremony, yet the the discussion around him is there's a guy on TV in New York who's mean to him, so let's all cry (laughs) about it like like, and so the Chiefs are the underdogs the Chiefs are the team with the broken offense the Chiefs are the team that couldn't go on the road to win the Chiefs are the team that was definitely going to lose to Baltimore and the Chiefs are the team that's underdog San Francisco but he wants to be the underdog but they literally are uh, the defending champs well that's that look if you just go from this season and these playoffs against all odds does fit the Chiefs more because most people had written them off. What, they were, what, 500 essentially over the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. As you said, they like what they've done in these playoffs, hardly anyone except you like thought they could do. All right, so I will give them that. Not on the show. <laughs> I don't know where the, you were. I, I, you, I'm in Chiefs Kingdom. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> but here's the thing, Nick. The Niners, and I get it, they had the most pro bowlers. They had the most all pros, you know, all of that stuff, right? And as you said, they've been favored all year. But where it does fit them is they are starting Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I mean, that's a big deal. I don't care what he's done since then. He's Mr. Relevant. And as I said, only two other players, Kurt Warner and Tom Brady, and we're not ready to put him in that class yet. They're the only two that have won the Super Bowl in their first years as starters. So he's is he going to do that too? But Bru- so it fits Brock Purdy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't fit the team. Really? It, really? Against, hold on. Mr. Irrelevant, Bro. it doesn't Bro, fit him? I, listen, I'm not trying to spoil later in the show, but about a half hour from now, we are going to have a question. Who had the better season, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? And I think your answer is Brock Purdy. That's this so, season. Well, that's, But hold on. That's what we're talking we're, about. But we're talking – but th- this guy's – Career arc. I missed you just said it. He's he's I surprised you and everybody else with what he's done. Yes. There is no way you can look at Brock Purdy and him being in the Super Bowl and say against all odds doesn't fit him. That, yeah, it doesn't fit I, Bosa oh, oh, my bad. And, and McCaffrey and Debo and all those. As a team, it doesn't fit him. But him so you're, oh, it fits. All right, so then you're, you're right. There's so, never been, it's no, never no, been no. done. I, I, this is my bad. I was distracted. I didn't know Brock Purdy tweeted this out. I thought the Niners account did. He runs it. No, I, I, I give you that. I'm the, just saying, oh, it was don't the act account? like for Get you out to of say here. Brock Purdy doesn't they fit been, against all odds. Drew, crazy. that's not what we're talking about. That's it's what I'm Niners. talking about. Well, because you're Because I agree with you on the, the team. The Niners have been but massive you, favorites in both playoff games. They've been favored in every game all year. All right, hold on. They, so I, I'm going to have to turn this on you since you're going so hard against Brock on this. I'm not going hard You got the best quarterback we've ever seen. Right. All right, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They got the best defense in the league. Yep. Howard. Best coach. Best coach you think maybe ever? Yes. So they're they're against all best teams ever. Look at the screen. Who's favored? Okay. 
What no, are we talking I, about? I'm just saying, don't try to put the Chiefs in the oh whoa. They with have us. been underdogs, and you have picked against them. They're the defending you champions. You against them again. Exactly. Just wait till exactly. Thursday. Exactly. Y'all don't know where I'm going. Part of me thinks we all agreed in that segment. <laughs> you started rooting for Brock Purdy. No, I. When did I do that? Because you have to say you had to acknowledge Brock Purdy was so great. He's making the Chiefs an underdog. No, I. Don't you like you it. said it's not surprising what he's done. What? Mr. Irrelevant. LeBron throws on the towel next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel, Series good. XM. Never yeah, a doubt yeah. week. That, that not off good. to a great start, guys. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe was a trailblazer and an icon. Ash was the first black player to be selected to the United States Davis Cup team and the only black man to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. In 1975, Ash beat Jimmy Connors in the Wimbledon finals, becoming the first black male player to win Wimbledon. That same year and more first, he became the first black man to be ranked number one in the world. And in 1985, he became the first black man inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. He was a black star in the white-dominated sport of tennis, but he made it his legacy to expand the game within the community. Arthur Ashe's legacy off the court is as influential. After announcing his HIV status in 1992, he became an advocate for AIDS education. He founded the Arthur Ashe Foundation for the Defeat of AIDS and the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. In his own words, true heroism is remarkably sober, very undramatic. It is not the urge to surpass all others at whatever cost, but the urge to serve others at whatever cost. Welcome back to the show. Saturday night, Lake Show in the Garden. LeBron played 40 minutes, 24-5-5, and iced the game in the closing minutes, which sent a very pro-LeBron crowd to the exits. Afterwards, LeBron threw on a Knicks towel which caused Brian Windhorst to say this on his pod. Of course he was cognizant and aware that he was putting on a towel that said New York Knicks. Why would he mess with the Knicks? Because he was using them as a tool 
to pressure the Lakers. Dun, dun, dun. And quickly, Brew, before I ask you, here was my take on the situation. You're one of the two greatest players ever. If anyone has the authority to just go to the team, just say it. I don't have time for the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Which is what and you said I last week. I, I can't figure it out, the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Is this um, towel move something or nothing? I, it's nothing. All right, first of all, these are the towels the Knicks give out to the visiting teams. And you saw Torian Prince was walking off the court to other Lakers, another Lakers player with the same towel. All right. (laughs) But, and I also talked to somebody close to LeBron today that said, uh, or texted with him, it wasn't a big thing. Um, But I, knowing LeBron myself as well, like, I didn't see in his interview with Lisa Salters post game when he had the towel. Personally, I didn't feel like his body language was that, like, kind of, yeah, I'm trying to send a message. I felt like he was – I didn't see any of that myself, and I feel like he's a guy that just played 40 minutes and is sweating and needed a towel. I will say this, though. When LeBron was a free agent the first time and left Cleveland or second time, left Cleveland, went to Miami, and I covered it closely – and all that whole season, New York was in a tizzy, and everybody thought, oh, he might go to New York, New yeah. York. I did panel discussions where I was a moderator and LeBron's on there. We did stuff with his, doc- his movies more than the game, like all that stuff. And he did like the drama surrounding the thought that yeah, I sure. might go to New York. I don't know how seriously he ever considered going to the Knicks. Yeah, he said he But did. he did like the, it being out there that, mm-hmm. hey, I might the things he said when he played the Garden mm-hmm. after the games. Oh, hey, so I can't remember what yeah. the quotes were, yeah. but you know he played into it. Yeah. So could there be something like that? Maybe, but no, I don't think he's going to end up on the Knicks. Well, no, but I I think it's something because he is continuing to show his restlessness. And Wilds, I thought, made a really good point off the air last week that I'll now make on the air, which is it is something else that LeBron is not resting on his laurels at this Mm. point. That LeBron is angry about rotations, about who the seventh and eighth guys are, that he doesn't, that he cares enough about another chance at another title or a deep playoff run when the storyline could be he's going to get to 40,000 points later this month or next month. He's going to have every record there is, and he already, as you say, all the time, almost in passing, is the greatest 39-year-old we've ever seen, will be the greatest 40-year-old, all Mm -hmm. these things. He really does care. And the question I have is, do the Lakers? Let me me ask you this, because you you bring that up. Because, you know, I I was talking to somebody in the league uh, a couple days ago, and it's like, we should really be celebrating this great career of LeBron James, right? And I'm not, I don't want a fair year tour, farewell tour. But when Jordan was with the Wizards, there was no clamor, let's get him somebody. Who's he going to get? He wasn't this good. But he was good, though. He was a legitimate all-star. He was a 20-point scorer and all that stuff. And I'm saying we just celebrated watching the great Michael Jordan, even in a diminished state. We should really be treasuring LeBron. And I want to ask you, because. Do you think that's I, not happening? I don't think it's happening. I think we aren't giving LeBron enough credit and, and just enjoying how great he's been and how great he is at this very moment. We're instead talking about he got to get a ring. Oh, he can't lead a team anymore with Anthony Davis. What does he need? He is 39. Mm-hmm. And, and what I want to ask you, Nick, is this, and you. 
Do you think this is – I've never seen a player at this stage of his career where every all everybody was focused on was him getting another ring. Yeah. And I feel like this is because it's like LeBron's in this chase, not just him, but everybody making it that, to get Jordan. Whether it's five or six rings, I feel like Jordan, when Jordan was this age, he was regarded as the greatest ever, period. By everybody, he had passed Magic and Bird, the guys he was chasing, Kareem, all that. I think for those that haven't, and I most haven't yet said LeBron's the GOAT, there's like, we, he got to get yeah, another but that's, one. He got to get that, another one. And I think that's what makes all of this so I, well, noise I, go ahead, around Miles. a 39-year-old. I, well, the, the, the celebration stuff I get, but being at the game and Nick was there, when we went to see Wembenyama at the game as a trio, if Wemby did something, we were like, oh, we're kind of there also yeah. to see Wemby. When LeBron caught like a little dunk in the first quarter, Madison Square Garden, I'm sorry, Ramsey, exploded. I was like, what in the world? It was one of the loudest visiting cheers I'd ever heard. I believe So why I think there might be a disconnect from talking heads and your average fan when he's going to visiting arenas and having them light yeah, up. No, but it, it's the – yeah, it's because of how he's covered. And the difference between how he is covered and how Jordan is covered. Jordan, when he came back to the Wizards, didn't, had not caught Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in, in, in finals appearances. They were tied in rings, mm. in MVPs, in points, in any of the all He had no all-time records, except for, I think, playoff points was the only one. And, that, and everything else well, was average Kareem. average points per or, game. Okay, sure. But that's, yes. I mean, the, 30 per Absolutely. Game. Uh, and he had and, more rings and nobody – he didn't have more rings than Kareem. Or right, same, 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 same. He had – they right, were – exactly. But the media had uh, decided, and I think correctly in most people's eyes, he was the best ever. LeBron's entire last decade of his career, no matter what he does, the day after winning championships has been contextualized in, well, yes, okay, it's very good and it's cool and it's fine, but he's right. this many away – not good enough yet, even. And so it is to where him being better at 38 last year than Jordan was at 38 was used against him. Because Jordan at 38 was not considered viable, that he could drag that Wizards team deep into the playoffs or even to the playoffs or even a 500 Well, record. he didn't have an Anthony Davis. Okay. No, I mean, that's, that, that, I'm, that's, I'm not saying he's as good as LeBron that, that, at that sure. stage. But, and, but then Le, LeBron drags the team there. They get swept in the, in the conference finals. It's like, well, that's another year, another season. And where I've even heard people make the argument, and I think you've said it, not that you believe it, but that it's out there. Well, that's a 20th season now and only oh, no, four rings. Be, Right. And now this is that a 21st season. And so it is because the way in which this player is discussed is that he is, the, when he crosses a threshold that has always mattered, it ceases to matter when it's his name attached to it. It's the all-time points record that was, we talked about it, that was less of a story in the moment leading up to it than Steph getting the all-time threes record. The, and, and we have made the NBA and, and the story of LeBron James about one thing. Can he get to sure, six rings? That's the, and that's by the, the way, yeah, if he does, we all know there are folks, not just fans, but in the media that will say, yeah, but he has those finals losses to go along with it. Six and oh versus six and four. And so, or six and six it would be. So I just, I think that you're right that it is 
That is the conversation surrounding him, but that's because that's what it's been for the last decade. Mm. Uh, they're in Charlotte. Really his entire career, to be honest, pretty yeah. much. Lake Show in Charlotte tonight, and then you know what it's going to be at home? Must win against the Nuggets. The Nuggets must win against the Nuggets? Hey, LeBron's <laughs> going to freak out. Like, we can't this What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Move over, Joe Kim Noah. There's a new superstar talking trash about Cleveland. This time it's Micah Parsons during a Madden event. Take a listen. Micah, how do you think he did in the first half? I thought he did amazing. Uh, he made great adjustments. <laughs> he obviously showed why Cleveland is Cleveland. And ran whoa, 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 whoa. That's a crazy shot. Don't give us that political With the monsters come with big bosses. Mm-hmm. One thing you know, you got to understand is he said Cleveland is Cleveland, but we're, we're, both, we're both here. I mean, we're both mm-hmm. like uh, playing this Madden game. He has Madden. a good point, bro. We all here. Yeah. So what are you saying? Cleveland, Cleveland. Dallas, well, Dallas? Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, well, let's take it back uh, to this game for Tyreek is funny. Sorry. What was your what was your first take of all, on the shout out to David and Joku for oh. standing up for the land. He wasn't just gonna sit there and take that. <laughs> Cleveland, we got the rock and roll hall of fame. We, yeah. we got yeah. the I mean I'm from Cleveland. That aquarium? Yeah, the aquarium. What's up with the Iowa Mafia then? Well, I'm from Iowa too. I'm what about Cincinnati? I'm Cincinnati, Cleveland. I'm all over. Okay. okay. I'm all over. But anyway, um, it's interesting. This is funny because they are Cleveland and Dallas, two of the five teams that have not been to a conference championship game in the last 29 years. So it's interesting. And actually, Miami's in there too yeah. <laughs> with Tyreek, yeah. uh, Houston, Houston, and Washington, the other one. So it's kind of funny from that yeah. regard. Yeah. I, I don't know how he does it. Like, wherever he is, <laughs> he finds some way to say something where you're like, really? You really are going to say that? <laughs> so, so Cleveland goes to the playoffs. They're in a division with three playoff teams. The fourth team has a winning record. They lose Nick Chubb. They lose their starting quarterback. They bring a guy who's sitting on the couch. They lost both their starting tackles. They're playing on the road, and they have the same result as Dallas, who's, what, the number two seed, playing at home, has everything going for him, and finds a way to lose. And you're going to try to clown <laughs> Cleveland, which overachieved. You could, by, right. by almost any metric, you could say they overachieved, Definitely. considering what they had. 
and Dallas underachieved dramatically, and and you still find a way to, so, to bring <laughs> negative attention on yourself. So I don't think he was necessarily the bringing gift. negative attention on himself. I do think, and I know, Wilds, you you were not necessarily a big fan of this topic. No, that's not true. The, I love but, talking but, trash at Madden. No, 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 Who doesn't it's love Madden? No, but what I, I, the reason I thought it was interesting is it does give a small window into how Micah Parsons views things, which I think Brew has been unfortunately right about throughout, and Coach as well, which is there is he is, he is an unimpeachably great player. Yes. He didn't have great very end of the season playoff game, but I think over the first three yeah. years of his career. That one tackle he, was. Okay, I understand, Coach. <laughs> I mean, but even, impact. Even impact. great players have bad games. Yeah. He has had a brilliant start to his career, and he should be viewed as such. But his, he, I think he views his team with some unearned arrogance. That the Cowboys, that is kind of pervasive in that building that Brew has talked about, where they do view themselves as one of the blue chip franchises yeah, yeah. because they are from a marketability, discussion, valuation standpoint, popularity. But from a results standpoint, they have been just a tick ahead of Cleveland since right. he came into the league. And so I, I did I, – I don't think he was trying to be a smart aleck. I think he was trying to say something like he believed, which is – I mean, yeah, he was clearly taking a shot. But it was like, yeah, yeah. Cleveland's Cleveland and not thinking Dallas, Dallas is Dallas. Is right. At this point. <laughs> right. It's good. You know what? Coming up next time. Sabotage. Just say you don't want to do the topic. Coming up. What are you doing? Do it. Thought it was good. Y'all never played Madden. Never a doubt week continues coming up on Wednesday. It's the Bake Show, and then on Friday it's B. John Robinson. Not being coached by Bill Belichick, turns out. No. Two interviews. Also, I heard Baker has a never doubt tattoo. Does he? Ask him. Are you He's serious? He's doubted so much. I just heard it. I don't know if it's true or not. Also, I'm learning the Baker dance for Nick's wedding. Did I tell you that? <laughs> wow. I'm legit practicing it, my girl. No, you got to practice that. You got to get it done. Fox Sports brand. Do I'm 100% going to do it. I might do it at the parade. Uh, ran an anonymous player poll on MVP. Lamar ran away with it. 21 votes for Lamar. Four for McCaffrey. Three for Mahomes. Two for Purdy. Oh, no. Miles Garrett got a vote. <clears throat> Shout out to Cleveland. Uh, Purdy was a finalist for the MVP while Mahomes is not. So, Brew, do you want to go here? Yes. Go for it. Who well, had the one, better season? Okay. I, I, my assumption, because the players just voted this weekend, mm -hmm. was that they took, whether consciously or subconsciously, the playoffs into consideration. Because I don't think Mahomes would have gotten the three votes he got just based on So he would have just season. been shut out. I think just based on regular season. Yeah. Okay. Um, who had the better year? Yeah. To me, there's only one way. We all know Mahomes is better. But there's only one way to say he had a better year. And that would be if you just say, well, Purdy had all these weapons and Mahomes didn't. Like, other than Kelsey, Mahomes had a lot more yeah, degree Rice's, of difficulty. Uh, so that would be the only way. But I, I think it's clearly Purdy. If we look at the numbers – um, it's not even close. Uh, he beats Purdy. Beat got him in everything, every single category. Purdy's got him. More touchdowns, fewer interceptions, higher passer rating, so on and so forth. And then if we look at, you know, tight window throws, things like that, ten plus air yards. Purdy led the league in three of these categories. These were Mahomes' rank: ten plus air yards, passer rating, twenty fourth. 20 plus, 34th. There's only 32 teams. <laughs> tight window, 29th. 10, 10 yards and tight window, 34th. So 
Patrick just didn't have his typical Patrick Mahomes year. And you even said middle of the season, he's got to play better. So I think it's clearly was Purdy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Throughout the course of the season, Purdy had the better the better season, especially statistically. And and I want to bring up a couple other statistics here. If we, if we bring up the graphic, just to see where they compare. And so, if you look at 30, po- 30 point games, thirty or more point games, Purdy had ten versus Mahomes is three. Purdy had ten, or the Niners did. The Niners, <laughs> collectively. But, but no, hold on, I just we'll, wanted to make sure I, I understood. We'll, we'll put this into context yeah. then. 40-plus, there were three to one. Yeah. And then if you just look at the C versus A rating, so under sub-80 passer rating, Purdy only had two of those, where Mahomes had seven. Now, keep in mind, Mahomes had 10 under 80 his whole career mm. prior to the season. So put that in perspective. And then if you look at the 100-plus passer ratings, Purdy had 10 of those, and Mahomes only had eight. And now the 30- and 40-plus point games over the last couple years, comparatively, Mahomes had so many more. There's 20 30-plus games over the last two years and eight 40-plus yep. games. So the overall production of the offense, dramatically different. And then the amount of C games versus A games, dramatically different for, for Patrick as well. So, so you could look at the general statistics and then just look at that group and give you an idea of what they So produce. you guys just threw a whole bunch of numbers at us. I'm going to do it much more basically, but I just want to make sure, despite the numbers we just got, you thought Brock Purdy played quarterback this year better than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. You thought Brock Purdy this year played quarterback better than Patrick Mahomes? I think by any objective any objective metric, yeah. No, I understand he had better numbers. You thought he played better? Because I don't think you did. I don't actually think you did. <laughs> I don't, and Brew, I, do. I okay. okay. So here's the thing. I'm not so worried. Had to Brew, Brew tried at the beginning there to yada yada a very important distinction, which is one guy had the best collection of weapons in the league, and the other guy's collection of weapons was so bad that someone who has called the quarterback the best he's ever seen thought he would fail to get out of round two, thought the team was wasting his prime, and thought that they were doing him a disservice. So these are very large gaps. Well, he did still have the best tight end th- ever. These are, that didn't sway you. And a you running through, back who through? is so weak. And not and he, he, guys, Pacheco is sweet. Guys, don't, don't I, I, I stayed Pacheco. totally quiet the whole time. I agree Pacheco's sweet, and I think Kelsey's awesome. Which is and why you like Rasheed Rice, which is too. Correct. Which is why all year I said you were too down on him. But all year, the argument was that the that Chiefs were essentially squandering a season of Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. by the awful talent around him. That's what I had to hear. It's not what I believed, but it's what I had to hear. But I'm not even. That's not even needs to be the argument here. The argument here is very simple in this regard. How many times this year did either one of these guys cost their team a game? Because they both had, in the regular season, excellent defenses. Defense is good enough to win you games. Sure. Patrick Mahomes did it once. Christmas Day against the Las Vegas Raiders. Brock Purdy, all four losses were directly attributed to his play. Really? The, I, allow me. Cleveland, he had 125 yards, completed 44% of his passes, and had a 55 rating. And the guy missed a field goal. Right. They still, made, so. It wasn't his oh, fault the guy oh, missed the field goal. Okay, okay. He can't have a bad game? No. no. I'm just saying he, they lost that game. They needed a game-winning field goal because he was so terrible. The next week, he had two picks on the final two drives, down five, to lose them the game. The next week, he had back-to-back interceptions. 
heading into the fourth quarter and then in the fourth quarter to lose in the game. And the Baltimore game, he threw four picks to lose them the game. Mm. And so if you, from that perspective, one guy had more wow moments than Brock Purdy, sure, with great talent around him. He also directly cost his team each one of their losses. We could say, Coach has pointed out all the games where Mahomes was under 80 pass rating. Mm-hmm. We could say at least half of those games he cost but, them because they couldn't but, score. But you all the times that. they couldn't but score Brew, 20 Brew, points. The, the thing is, is that's not on him. That's not Four, on Mahomes. Brew, Four we, games the offense didn't score in the second half. Guys, right. That's Brew, not on Mahomes. Okay, they won three of them. The, on that one, but Brew, we were on the air after those games, and you didn't think that was on him. You didn't. You didn't no, think the so Eagles sure game was that. on him. You you didn't. You didn't think the Lions game was on him. You didn't. You thought their record, you thought the fact that they were 500 for the second half of the season was Mahomes got to play better. I pointed out yeah. the receivers. Yeah, he so now he better. did play well? Well, played better than Brock Purdy. I Purdy was third-team All-Pro. <laughs> Live from New York, it's the show that is giving out free Never a Doubt tattoos. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right with Nick Wright. That's not this show. But they you were the same show. No. I'm still pulling checks. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Second hour, first things first today. Media Day. Hmm. Who is the most likely to provide fresh bulletin board material for the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, why Caleb Williams' congratulatory post may mean he wants to go to Washington. Uh-oh, for the Bears. Uh, but right now, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Last week, Bob Costas said that the Chiefs were America's team. This week, are they actually also America's villains? I guess so. Mahomes talked to Jeff Darlington, and here's what he said. I can definitely sense it, the feeling that he's a villain. I don't want to say you enjoy it. I know the Patriots had that for a while. I'm hoping we do it in a different way with a little bit more fun and personality with it. Dusty, put it on the Patriots bulletin board. (laughs) But as long as you keep winning, teams start to not like you, and I want to keep winning. I can be that villain for them if they need me to be. Nick, your reaction. Yeah, too good too quickly is how you can that quickly become the villain. Even though Mahomes plays a style that's incredibly fun, he's a likable guy. I think aside from the moment on the sideline after the Bills lost in the regular season to Kadarius Tony, I don't think he's ever had like a polarizing on-field moment. No. You know what I mean? And so, it, it, But there's 16 teams in the AFC. Take the Chiefs out, there's 15. He has ended the season for 10 of them. And for all 10 of those teams that when he beat them represented the furthest they had been in the postseason in recent history. So for all 10 franchises, for, for the Colts it was round two his rookie year. They hadn't been, since then they haven't been further. Houston, round two the next year, they've never been further. Tennessee, round three, they haven't been further in 30 years since the Music City Miracle season. The Niners in the, well, leave the Super Bowl teams out of it. Cleveland, round two, furthest they've been in 30 years. Buffalo, three times, including round three, the first they've been in 30 years. Pittsburgh, round one. They haven't been past round one in in the last five years. Jacksonville round two, furthest they've been since the great Mark Brunel. Cincinnati AFC title game, they have been one step further because they beat Kansas City. And then Miami this year and Baltimore in the AFC title game, Buffalo again. The only teams they haven't beaten... It ended their season are the Jets, whose fans just don't have hope, the Patriots, who no longer have hope, and the three AFC West teams. And the only reason they haven't beaten them is because they can't make the playoffs. And Mahomes is 30 and 5 against them. So every team, I don't think NFC teams hate him. 
I think the Niners and Eagles fans, it's tough because they beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think for the AFC, there is a, you got, we had to deal with the 20-year stretch of Brady right into this. And so, yeah, he's a villain for them. I'm going to give you credit for the first thing you said. I thought that was really good. And it actually was enlightening to me. Too good, too soon. Because you guys know I've called him Jordan-esque. Oh, yeah. First and person to do it. You're right. That's true. And I'm not even trying to, yeah. you know, shine for that right okay. now. Really? What I'm, no, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> I've wondered, like, Mahomes, just like Jordan. Like, I think Mahomes is unique in that he can be that guy that's fun in the commercials, smiling. Like Jordan was in the Haynes commercials, Gatorade smiling. Everybody liked him. And yet he also can embrace the villain role. Like, I, I think Mahomes actually – we know he's motivated by what people say. You got the bulletin board, but he puts stuff on his Instagram. You know that people have said to motivate him. Jordan was the same way famously. But what's made me wonder is why, like, the Bulls were not loathed. They were beloved everywhere they went during that run. And I've said, why, why can't the Chiefs it be like, like that? Overcame but so you said, right. You said it. Mahomes was great right away, and then they won his second year. They won the Super Bowl in his second year starting. Jordan did take some years to overcome. Even LeBron in Miami, the fact that they lost the first year made people like them more, even though they were polarizing too, but like them more when they overcame rather than had they won their first year. I think they would have been hated. Mm. So I think LeBron is different from Jordan and Mahomes in this regard. LeBron tried to be the villain in Miami. It just wasn't him. I think Mahomes and Jordan could be the good guy, but also love being the villain too. Yeah, to me, there's nothing villainous about Patrick Mahomes or this organization at all. Like, I don't remember Darth Vader doing 19 product endorsements after man. Star Wars. So, <laughs> so there's that. I don't remember. I don't remember him ever having his nonprofit partner with 40 plus other nonprofits for children's charities. That's that's pretty nice. That's that villainous. And then you've got a head coach who's likable, who's funny, who's good with the media. You've got a charming tight end who's living a love story with the most famous <laughs> musician on, on the planet. This isn't, this isn't a villain story. This is a rom-com, this is, <laughs> and, and especially compared to New England. So, I mean, right. yeah. But people they, do dislike them. They, they, well, I don't believe they, they, I, don't dis- I don't believe I don't believe think they, I don't think they dislike them. I think they no. just are tired of seeing them on every commercial No, it's every not the day. commercials, Coach. Yes, it's, it's over- the winning. Exposure. It's, not, it's, it's constant overexposure. You don't like the commercials. It's the winning. There was a great a graphic that was bouncing around Chiefs Twitter, which I'm known to, you know, traffic in a bit, <laughs> which was, you know, Wilds, those not so scientific, but whose states are rooting for. Yeah. So when the Chiefs played the Patriots in the 2018 AFC title game, it was, you know, the blue for if you're rooting for the Patriots, red if you're rooting for Kansas City. And the entire, you know, six-state New England area was blue, and the rest of the country was red because they wanted to see somebody beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And then they did it for Baltimore, Kansas City, and Missouri and Kansas were red, and the rest of the country was purple. Because, and so there is, a, there is an element of that you – it's not that people – I guess villainous is a weird word, but – they are. They want the underdog to win, and even when the Chiefs are the literal underdog, they don't feel like. So it. I buy that. And, but go ahead, Wild. So I, I buy. No, I buy the under, people want an underdog to win. Mm-hmm. I buy that. I just, in general, reject this villain storyline, and I think there's been true 
two kind of, I'll pull two villain stories in quotes. I think in order to be a true villain, you need to commit some sort of sports sin. So when LeBron was the villain, it was like, what? You're leaving your, the team that you're from your hometown, and you're going to make this super team. And people viewed that as a sports sin. When the you know, Spygate and Deflategate for the Patriots, that was viewed as a sports uh, sin. Durant, too. Yeah, and Durant, right. too. Durant there, Durant, there, right. there, it felt like a sports sin. That it was like, that's not the right way to do it. The Chiefs, I just don't buy any of the narrative, and I don't think— Well, they haven't committed any— No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a fun storyline in the media. I don't think there's any actual data on, on the Chiefs' likability or viewability. In fact, I think the data actually goes against it, that the, Chief, that the AFC Championship game was the highest rated in the last 13 years, that Mahomes, I think, had the number one or two jersey, or I think he had two jerseys in the top ten. Again, jersey sales, not wildly no, scientific, I, but I think it's a lot of nonsense data so, for a oh, storyline. Okay, And Go Nick ahead. wants to disregard the... the the advertising component of it, but advertisers don't partner up with. That's exactly. Right. They have more that, data. That, they have real that data. The country doesn't like. Yes. They want to be okay. partners with people that that people well, like and respect and want to buy so their products I think because they endorse. People can them. like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. a lot and be rooting for whomever is playing. I think, like, let well, me put it like this: with the whole in, in the AFC, the, who is who do the Bills think their rival is? Kansas City. Who do the Bengals think their rival is? Yeah, the Chiefs, too. The, and who does the entire AFC West think their rivals are? Yeah. The, the, the Patriots fans root against them because they're chasing the ghost of Brady. Not true. And the, what do you mean? Oh, you might not. <laughs> but the, and, so, and I think these last two years have been especially painful in the context of if people were like, okay, they're going to slow down when Tyreek leaves. They win the Super Bowl. Okay, now they're they're finally bad. They're back in the Super Bowl, like when they looked vulnerable. And I, the reason I split it from AFC to NFC, and I'll just be very quick here, I think you Brew doesn't have a team because Brew's been a journalist for so long. Coach doesn't have a team because Coach was coaching, and you know what I mean, doesn't have it. You're a Patriots guy and now a Chiefs guy. I've always been a Chiefs guy. So we don't have the greatest perspective on it. If you are a fan of one of the AFC teams, if you have not had Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback, since the turn of the century, this is going to be the 24th Super Bowl played. There's been three guys, Bruce Guy, Rich Gannon, Joe Flacco, and Joe Burrow, from the, first, from the, from the tuck rule game to right now. If you didn't, if one of your teams was not quarterbacked by those guys, you've been out in the wilderness. Yeah. And so now the only guy left is Patrick. People understandably are like, I'm, it doesn't feel fair. Well, and, and, and if they win this Super Bowl, heck, even if they don't, but if they win it, it's like, when is somebody even going to get to a Super Bowl exactly. out of the AFC? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Try harder. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, check in on the first things first, Bull. Ooh. Again, we're not 100% sure when Brew is going to make his official pick. Is there any updates? I'm seeing stuff that I like about the Niners. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, y'all, y'all think I'm definitely going Chiefs? No, I might. Know. He might. My pick will wear a red uniform. I'll say okay. that. Okay, well, battle of two excellent tight ends. Uh, <laughs> Travis has the all-time playoff reception record, but he said, hold on, I'm not even the best tight end in this game. Take a listen. The king of tight end you, man. He's uh, best tight end in the league, and I mean, deservingly so this year. He's been playing lights out, um, playing the best football of his career, and uh, really catapulting that, that San Fran team uh, through the playoffs, man. And I uh, couldn't be more proud of him and couldn't be more honored, really, to go up against 
uh, Georgia in another Super Bowl. Okay. Couldn't be more proud or more honored. That's <laughs> nice. Here's some context from former Chief Kalen Sanders. Uh, Big Red, that's Andy Reid, used to literally get more mad at us for disrespecting an opponent and giving, quote, bulletin board material than for blowing an assignment in the game. He doesn't play that, which makes the whole everyone hates the Chiefs, Chiefs are cocky mantra so confusing I don't get it. Nick? Uh, Expect any bulletin board material tonight. We have the bulletin. Uh, yeah, board I mean, out. listen, not from Kansas City because of this, and I found this really fascinating. I the that because I know I knew that no chief ever did it. Like in recently, I couldn't think of an instance, but I didn't know that it was because it's something that Andy dis- dislikes so much. I mean, I could provide a little bulletin board material, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's very nice what Travis said about George Kittle, but it also is nonsense, of course, right? I mean, it's just nonsense. Like Classic the, villain monologue. I mean, the, I, mean, the, I mean, we can, the, George Kittle's an excellent player yeah. uh, in the regular season. Oh, and, no. Oh, wow. Well, it's just true. I'm going to show it to you. Uh, Kittle mother, versus Kelsey career playoff board, numbers. Kittle. Um, all right, so all Kelsey right. has more catches than anyone ever. George I Kittle's tied for 150. No, you don't need to do Kelsey. all time. The guy. What do you, well, well, listen, I, well, Kelsey is second in yards. George Kittle's tied for 135th. And Kelsey has more <laughs> touchdowns in the last two weeks than Kittle has in his playoff career. He, but he did crack the top 200 recently. So, I, the, I mean, it's nice that in the, those things. But, yeah, the Chiefs won't do that. Maybe some Chiefs media might, but the Chiefs wouldn't do that. <laughs> Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, look, I don't think there's necessarily going to be bulletin board material that's that's overt tonight. It, it could definitely come up from San Francisco in like a yes. comparison type thing or a trick yeah. question or, or something. Trick question? Yeah, you, you know. where you, SATs. You get to, well, believe, the trick well, questions believe me, there's day. a lot of questions <laughs> that you can lead a guy down a path to get an answer that you want. We used to talk about that in, in meeting rooms because you don't want to, to have your guy be the guy that creates a bunch of – uh, fire in the locker room, and I and I think the the Nick Bosa the tackles hold. Yeah, I don't think that was necessarily a on the board. billboard type thing. I think it was. Literally. Hey, hopefully the officials, <laughs> hopefully the officials will, will pay a little bit more attention to it. And look, if I don't get a sack, I've got a reason. They always hold. Literally. Yeah, look, Chase Young already said they had the best quarterback in the league, so that, I'm surprised that's not up there, Nick. The, oh yeah. Oh oh. But my money would be on former Chief Charvarius Ward. Oh, interesting. Who also is on the record saying, you know, it's Vegas, so Monday and Tuesday will kind of be for partying. Oh, I saw that. That was wise. Right. <laughs> that was not what. Coach, you think the holding right thing will come up again? Uh, yeah, I think they'll keep keep that narrative. They pounded it. I mean, they do hold. Nothing like creep. Check in on Caleb in the NFL draft. Commanders hired Cliff Kingsbury as OC, spent last year as senior offensive analyst for the Trojans. Caleb posting on his Instagram, my dog, congrats. One note of clarification, different dog than the one he wanted to cuddle with after the Washington loss. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Wow. Cold, wow, man. you're the type of man I thought that would respect someone that shows feelings and emotion, but I guess not. Oh, Saying you want to cuddle with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's another dog reference. Should Chicago consider trading the pick? No. Now, listen, I think they have made some mistakes here. Because in credit to uh, Danny Parkins on the score in Chicago for pointing this out, but it's smart that Caleb has shown us that he values continuity. Mm-hmm. He you know, went from Oklahoma to USC because the head, yeah. co- right. the head coach – Lincoln Riley went from there to there. And now Cliff Kingsbury is going to Washington. Kingsbury was at USC last year. Caleb is obviously from D.C. And Caleb's, you know, camp, if you will, has 
pretty much made it very clear to Colin Coward and I think others that all things being equal, we trust what's going on in Washington more. And when I say the continuity, it's also they don't have a coach that enters the year on the hot seat the way Eberflus does. They have a coach they just hired and Dan Quinn seemingly with more of a runway. So with all that said, though, there isn't a package you're going to get that is worth it. What would – what? and I, he's not Patrick Mahomes, I understand that. But what would right now? The, no, the, I think he has some. <laughs> been on all, I, I think he stylistically <laughs> oh, reminds me. Stylistically reminds me of Patrick. If the Chiefs were offered eight first-round picks for Patrick Mahomes, would they take it? Of course not. And so, if you're the Bears and you've never had since Sid Luckman a franchise quarterback, and you have the opportunity two years in a row to draft the quarterback of your choice. And you choose not to do it with CJ, you trade the pick, and maybe you would have taken Bryce. You can't then do it again and not take Caleb. So, no, they should not trade the number one pick. Let, let me first say this about the notion of and, – and like you said, Kalen, Caleb's camp said, hey, we go to Chicago. That's what they told Colin. But I'm, I get that places matter. Systems matter, the organization, all that for quarterbacks. So I'm not saying that's not something that's legitimate. But when Joe Burrow was coming out and everybody was like, don't go to Cincinnati, I was saying, if you're that guy, go turn Cincinnati around. That's what he did. He also That's got what CJ Stroud torn in the first year because well, but, I mean, he, he, gets, he got hurt this season yeah. doing rolling out. So he, he could get hurt doing anything. Um, but CJ Stroud went to Houston. I get it, they got a new coach, but still, that was a bad situation. Turned him around. Josh Allen. That Buffalo was kind of a bad situation. I know, I know McDermott had been there and got him to the playoffs once, but then, you know, they weren't really rolling like they are now. So, Caleb, if you're that guy, there is an element of go there and make them good. All right? You don't think that can happen? Here's what Brady I mean. did that. Not that Belichick was a great defensive coach. Franchise. But, Here's huh? what I would do. Was Cincinnati stable? No, but well, but you make good. You made good, a made good point. Like eight years in a row, shortly before Burrow got there. If Zach Wilson called Sam Darnold, say, "Hey, man, what's going on? I'm using a, a landline." I said, "Hey, I, you got drafted high. I'm about to take your job. How is it?" I think Sam Darnold would say, "Like pretty bad. They didn't really develop me, and now they're moving me out. And it's probably going to go bad for you too. Bye, boom." <laughs> If Caleb called Justin Fields, hey, Justin, you were just a top uh, your 11th pick, I think. How'd it go? Not great. They didn't develop me, and now I'm going elsewhere. Good luck. Bye. I think it's really weird to draft a quarterback, not develop him, and I draft again. I don't know again. if he should be calling Justin Fields, who's won 10 games in three years. Is that all versus, his fault? Versus Lamar Some Jackson, who won 30 games in, in three years. You're right, Brew. If you're that guy, that guy goes in and changes a franchise. Happened with Peyton Manning. It happens with the yep. great ones. They ch- they dramatically change franchises. And we can consistently blame the organization for, for guys' failures. Sometimes they're not good enough. Sometimes the hype, the it's a generational talent. It's, this, it's, it's just consistent right. hype. There's only a small percentage yep. of people who achieve at that level. And to compare them to Patrick Mahomes, I think that's unfair. It's a little bit like the you're, you're like Drake cursing him right now because we've seen your picks of quarterbacks. <laughs> no, that, the prince that was promised. The prince that you know, was promised the best but, quarterback in his draft, but, bar none. Exactly, but he's not no, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and it hasn't I been need. a generational 
franchise-changing okay, well, we'll, experience. Okay, we'll wait and see about Trevor. Trevor's pretty no, good. We, we will, but we I, will I, wait I simply – Caleb's playing style reminds you of Patrick Mahomes. There is no deni- deniability. And he's the best prospect since luck. That's also not deniable. Uh, also, Mahomes Mountain tomorrow. It's a Super Bowl edition. What's on tap there? Oh, it's – well, special, very special edition. It's the best player. Legends? No, Legends. it's not oh. just quarterbacks. It's not best, just quarterbacks? It's the best players in the Super Bowl. NBA medals time. That would be good. Yeah. LeBron at the Garden. What I didn't take him for granted. Neither did 18,000 people that were cheering their heads off. It was nice LeBron to come in town for Never a Doubt Week. Bronze medal, Bradley Beal. He's, you know what? His 43-6 and six against the Wizards. No downward adjustment against the Wizards because he had to deal with the emotions of playing his wow. you know, former team. So that he gets nice. all the points. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, silver medal. I'm sitting there at the Laker game, and I get an alert. Steph Curry scored 60. Only and then the next line is, in a loss to the Hawks. Now, I was at the game, so I didn't see what happened. How did this happen? I, I, I haven't reviewed the All-10 for this game yet, but I don't know how it happened. Gold medal, Giannis. <laughs> 48, 6, and 10. What, do you hear that? What is it? It's the Giannis MVP train coming around. Oh, no. Really? Maybe. No, I don't Maybe. Think. They're a disappointing maybe. team. But no. For now, maybe. Listen, I believe well, in Embiid's the out. There's the metal stand from. Are you a never a doubt on Milwaukee as no, well? No, no, no. I'm saying there's too many doubts currently. Yeah. There's too many doubts. Yeah, T- too many doubters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brew, I've got terrible news for you. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Show was out here cooking. He won Pro Bowl MVP. Um, (laughs) Nobody wore pads or helmets, but he was out here. And he's coming on the show on Wednesday. You get to wear your jersey, or again, we're going to see if uh, anyone on the staff can grab a Kyle Trask jersey (laughs) for you to wear. You got to come on. Are you going to wear this? You gotta wear it. I don't think so. I bought it for you. How many times did you hold up conversation with Baker? Man. What, so what would you what, what's what's the question? Is, we have 25 seconds. Is there a question? We're just we're just trying to needle you about the year of the Bake Show. I'm 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 impressed by Baker's season yeah. and how he Continued. led into the playoffs yeah. in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that little flag football display. Okay, I'm Bro. old school. I like tackles. Unlike Brock Purdy, he would have third right. team All Pro. Baker Mayfield's Pro Bowl MVP we'll is a real thing. <laughs> Never a doubt. We continue tomorrow. Doubt.